everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials watch a show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with and love or have never seen before. Woo! Yeah! Yay. That's how I feel yeah. about that. Woo! My name is Brody Mike. I am one of the people, one of the nostalgic millennials here, and with me we have Jesse Kadolf and Caitlin Toronto, my two co-hosts who are amazing and wonderful. Hi. Hey. How is it going, guys? It's good. I watched a brand new TV show this morning called One Tree Hill. Brand new TV show. It's pretty cool, guys. Yeah. On the CW (laughs) right now. Sure. (laughs) So for those who are listening in, Jesse, that was Jesse is the one who has never seen the show before. Um, yep. Brody and I both have seen it, I think, pro- probably five or six times through each. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're very seasoned, love the show. We're thinking about like rewatching it and basically just texting each other. And we're like, hey, I'm going to rewatch One Tree Hill, but should we also do this? And because we've <laughs> seen it so many times through, we were like, we should ask somebody who's never seen it. To be our buffer for things that we are not really affected by anymore. Because <laughs> yes. we know it's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, enter yeah. Jesse sitting in her apartment in Minneapolis, just craving the bush years, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, she's not wrong. <laughs> yep. Just. Just pining for the years of burnt CDs and just Gavin DeGraw nonstop on the radio. Uh. So, shall we get started with the first episode of the series, aptly called Pilot? Oh. Yay. Let's do it. Yay. Okay, so, to start off, there is a giant parallel within the first five minutes between the two characters of Lucas and Nathan. Um, We see Lucas dribbling his way through to the river court, which is the local playground um, slash basketball court. And then we see Nathan warming up at a Tree Hill Ravens game. Okay, can I... uh, I thought it was hilarious. I... The fact that the high school is called Tree Hill really just made me laugh very hard. That's all. It's also Uh named the town. Yeah. 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 Cool. The name of the town is Tree Hill. Tree Hill, North Carolina. Great. And aptly named with the title, there's only one Tree Hill. (laughs) So it was just a bunch of parallels between, you know, Lucas playing with his friends on the river court and then Nathan playing in front of a full court of people, full bleachers. You know, and it was crazy and, you know, all the cheerleaders and everybody. And it's a little insane. And the cheerleaders that only cheer for Nathan. Like, when is that ever a thing in high school where we're only cheering for one team member? The rest in of the Tree team Hill. In one Tree Hill. Tree Hill. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So we go through that and then... Somehow the basketball team wins and they steal a school bus. Well, Brody, the basketball team wins by scoring enough points that they beat their competitor is how basketball works. 
Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I understood that part. I'm wondering how the hell they stole a damn school bus, but that's just me. Oh, the somehow was for the school bus, not the winning the basketball game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got it. There was a point during the show when I started rewatching it again for the purposes of this podcast that I found myself identifying with the parents and sitting there going, where are your parents? <laughs> like, <laughs> when you, like, watching it with the 2020 lens, when I saw them steal the school bus, where there was also alcohol on the school bus, by the way. A keg! Not only just alcohol, a, a whole keg. keg! It was a keg on the school bus. <laughs> and so I'm, so I genuinely was like, first off, how? Yeah. Second off, why? Yeah. And third, where are your parents? <laughs> Where do your parents think you are? Hey, 20-year-old high school students, where are your parents? <laughs> Truly. The fun fact, the, the kid who plays Nathan was only like 17 or 18 when he filmed the first season. No, he was 18. No. He was 18. No he was 18. possible way. The one yeah. who played Nathan, James Lafferty, was 18 when the first season was filmed. Yeah, Great. the rest of them, I think, were like 21, 22. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So not as Which, bad as some shows where they have 30-year-olds playing the teenagers, right. but hey. It's not like the CW nowadays when no. where they're all 40 years old. Right. We are closer in age to the Don't parents of Don't this show than of the main characters, the oh. teenagers. Well, it's oh. true. I know, I know we talked about spoilers. We talked about how fresh I'm coming into this, but I have a logistics question. Okay. Bad bad basketball dad had two oops babies yes. when he was 18. When within three months of each other. What mm -hmm. a dirt bag. I hate him more now. Yeah, because literally <laughs> the timeline is Dan and Karen got pregnant right at the end of senior year. Dan he, left to, he left to go to college, <laughs> met Nathan's mom. Great. Immediately hooked got up with pregnant. her right at the beginning of freshman year. Two babies within three months of each other. Wow. Yeah. Choices. Mm-hmm. Choices. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, back Sorry. to the pilot, back to the plot. So yeah, the entire team gets busted for, you know, stealing said school bus and bringing said giant keg onto said school bus. Can we talk about the sequence where I was sure every person on the television screen was about to die in a horrific train accident? Because that editing worked for me. That editing right? had me pacing around the living room. I thought it was going to be a TV series about, like, the star basketball player dying in a horrible bus-on-train accident. And Chad Michael Murray having to come in and teach and pick the basketball team up. I was sure that's what I was about to watch. Like, 100% sure. <laughs> Yeah, no. But it also has another <laughs> parallel because, you know, Lucas almost gets hit by Peyton. And that's when I wrote down the dangers of too many burnt CDs. That was also almost vehicular manslaughter because of too many burnt indie band CDs. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, Accurate. Something I can relate to too much. Yeah. If we're being honest. I still have all my burnt CDs. <laughs> no, I can also relate to that. And like just watching her like like you were saying about 
like being concerned for everybody's well-being with the train and everything. Yeah. That <laughs> with the Lucas and Peyton scene and being like, holy shit, she's going to hit this boy. Yeah. And, like, that's it. Like, <laughs> this is not a show about a basketball team. This is a no. show about a basketball team all ending up in jail. It's going to be, it's a... <laughs> It's going to be the story of a paraplegic basketball player having to pick up the town's basketball team after their star died in a bus accident. That's That's, that's what you got from the show... first like 3 minutes of the show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So... This whole show is a complete like revelation to me. I had no idea what I was getting into. Oh, just oh, wait. Just get ready. Get oh, ready. Just so... Just wait. <laughs> yeah. So after the entire basketball team gets caught, we cut to the school where the entire team gets suspended, except for three people. Nathan, who got a free pass. His best friend, Tim, who also got a free pass. Is this and Atlas Shrugged, man? was nowhere to be found on that bus. He was not there. And then it cuts again to... Probably one of my favorite scenes in the first episode, which is the first fight between Whitey and Dan. And Dan just lays into Whitey for, we really don't know. Like, is there actually a reason for Dan to yell at Whitey, or does that just always happen? I feel like it just happens. (laughs) It's because he's a bitter Betty about what happened when he was in high school, which we will learn more about later. And my favorite thing was he said, you're so full of crap. And Whitey said, it comes with old age. It's called constipation, Danny. Yep. Best. And walks off. And I loved Whitey ever since. Yep. Best. So yes. then we cut to the river court again. And Skills, in a not so subtle fashion, asks Luke what he's reading now. Which pretty much just tells oh. us that Lucas is athletic. But he also reads. Oh, so depth. smart. Yes, depth. Smart and smart. Like, like other boys. He's not like other boys. Not like the other basketball, boys. But he reads literature. I think, didn't he answer Steinbeck? Yep. Which made me lose all respect for him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Any respect he built up in the first 20 minutes of the episode, casually reading Steinbeck, just, no. Not doing it. He can take his bad 2003 haircut and his John Steinbeck books right back home. Do not care for it. (laughs) We cut to Karen's Cafe, which is his mom's cafe. Her name is Karen. It's aptly titled. And we meet his mom, Karen, and Lucas's best friend. Love her. Yes. Moira Kelly. Love Moira Kelly. Fresh off the West Wing. Fresh off the West Wing, uh, Nala, I found out. I did some IMDb searching. She plays Nala. I mean. She does. Ugh. Cutting she, Edge, right? That was that ice skating movie, Cutting mm-hmm. Edge. Ugh. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we're also introduced to his best friend, Haley, who I absolutely adore because she immediately quotes the whole Joey Loves Dawson scenario, and that is just so Good. What I also love about the whole scene at the cafe is just the banter between the three of them, because you can tell that like Haley and Lucas have been best friends for a very, very long time. And Haley is just like part of the family (laughs) from the start. 
And they also enforce the fact that Lucas is a very smart, deep human being because they give him a copy of Julius Caesar. And they quote it. And it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I watched the show the first time. And they're like, oh, he's reading Julius Caesar. And even then, I was like, why? Right? (laughs) It's like, he's 16 years old. Why is he reading Julius Caesar? We get it. That's the crap they make us read when we're 16 in high school. Well, okay. In his defense, which isn't going to happen very often because of the whole Steinbeck thing. Um... I was reading, like, Much Ado About Nothing when I was 16 on my own casually. But I was also, like, a theater nerd in a small town in Iowa, you know? Like, what else is there to do? Very true. (laughs) There was the only playwright. So there we go. But, yeah. No. And end of defense for Lucas and his bad literary choices. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then... Next part comes to we're in Whitey's office and another Scott comes in to his office. It is Keith Scott, who is Dan Scott's older brother, who seems to be the nice brother of the pair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they have a conversation about Lucas as, quote unquote, Dan's other son, which is just so nice. (laughs) Because, you know. Whitey's freaking out because most of his team has now been suspended and he needs a new varsity team because he has three. And I don't think you can play basketball with three people. I don't know I don't if you play basketball. I think you're correct. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Because we're all three sports aficionados here, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> yeah. We should make that very clear that this at no point ever will be anything remotely close to a basketball podcast. Even no. though the show was about high schoolers playing basketball. Yes. <laughs> because I can tell you, like, with one, 100% absolute certainty, the number of sporting events I went to in high school for all four years, and the answer is two. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I mean, literally in my notes for all of this, if they play basketball, I literally just put basketball montage. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what it is. But Keith suggests to Whitey that he should go down to the river court and he should watch Lucas play because Lucas is really good. Because as I wrote, basketball is a hereditary skill in this universe. Yes. <laughs> it is yes, indeed. It is. Yes, it is. As is being tall when both your mothers are five foot nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I haven't met the other mother yet. You, you will. haven't, but you don't, that's not a spoiler. She's very short. Yes. <laughs> Her business trip. I don't know her yet. Right? She's she's away on business. But yeah, and that's when they talk they talk about the whole thing of what we just talked about, where you know Dan got Karen pregnant after senior year. Whitey told Dan to actually go to college. So Whitey feels a little bit responsible, but not enough to really give a crap. And which I also is fine. think at one point when he admits guilt with mm-hmm. all of that, I'm pretty sure Keith actually says, I'm pretty sure you did Karen and Lucas a favor. He did. He did say that, yeah. Which tells you, in a very short amount of time, what Keith also thinks of his little brother. Yes. So, he's not just a bad dad, he's a bad brother, and probably a bad person. 
Yes, period. But then it just has that question of, Lucas, join the Ravens? Maybe? Maybe. Hill Ravens. Yeah. (laughs) So then the next scene cuts to Peyton's room. And Peyton, who is a cheerleader dating the star of the basketball team, is a complete emo girl. Deep down inside. Completely. Oh, I love her. (laughs) Character depth, as I like to call it. More character depth of she's not just a cheerleader dating the high school basketball star. She has depth and emotion and she has a very dark room with lots of art. And she sits in her closet on her on her computer with her webcam on for people to see. Which if a webcam doesn't scream early 2000s, I don't know what does. True. Peyton Sawyer had an OnlyFans before OnlyFans was real. That's, uh, so that this is no longer Peyton Sawyer's said. webcam. It's Peyton Sawyer's OnlyFans. They can't. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. 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 Oh God. But yeah, and then in comes, of course, Nathan, and it's just a whole thing where they just fight and argue for the uh, entire scene, and it's nauseating. But you know, hey, it happened. Such a bad boyfriend. He's a horrible boyfriend. So my note-taking style is very different from Brody's. I don't, like, write notes about, like, plot points. I write notes about my reactions to things. And one of my only... I I took, for the the pilot episode, I took six notes. (laughs) And (laughs) so far, so for this particular scene, my only note was... Why on earth were Peyton and Nathan ever a couple? LOL. I just wrote ick, bad boyfriend. Yeah. Facts are also, facts, America. Also very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after that, it is Whitey going to Lucas at school and offering him a spot on the varsity squad of the Tree Hill Ravens. And Lucas pretty much says, Oh, can, no. I, quote, can I quote him here? Yes, Absolutely. please do. Lucas says God doesn't watch sports and then slowly walks out of the gym. And I'm like, mic drop. They're like moody. 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 Angst. Angsty early 2000s teenager. So good. Yeah. So, but you know who who thinks Lucas is crazy for not joining the team? Skills. Skills, Junk, Fergie, Mouth, and Jimmy. They all think he's crazy. And they try to talk some sense into him. And yes, Jesse, those are all of their actual names. I caught zero of those names while watching the first two episodes of this television show. So. Yep. Just to so to to physically like describe them to you, so you know which one is which. Well, I think mouth. so. Skills. Uh, mouth is Minkus. Yes. Mouth is Minkus. Yes. Skills. Is the black guy, high school student with the tattoo. Yes. Right? Yes. With the tattoos. The sixteen-year-old with tattoos. Sixteen-year-old mm-hmm. with the giant sleeve tattoos. Got it. Got it. Got it. Fergie um, is the one with the fro. Great. And then Junk is the other the dude, the white dude. That the other. The other yeah. And then Jimmy's the one who sits next to Minkus. Great. Also, Jimmy. while we're on the subject of Junk and Fergie and skills, specifically skills, I would like to talk about. This is one of the first times when I was re-watching it for the purposes of this podcast. 
that it occurred to me just how dated it was because of how stereotypically black skills is. Oh yeah. That hit me. Yeah. With like with the fact that, you know, he says he doesn't read and he lives through Lucas and that's why he asks Lucas what he reads and all he uh, very obviously cares about is basketball. They did him so dirty. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my tangent about not stereotyping people. Good. Yeah, so then after his friends tried to talk some sense into him about joining the basketball team, Lucas goes home and finds a package on his front doorstep, which is a jersey with his name on it. He tries it on. His mom sees him with the jersey, and she's not happy about it at all. Cut to immediately after that, where they have a lovely little heart-to-heart where they discuss what just happened, like any good TV mom would. Because wasn't it, it was like a commercial break. She said, take it off and left the room. And he like looked at her all angsty and then cut to commercial, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much bad Photoshop in that uh, photo album she was looking at, too. Oh, it was so good. Oh, I love yeah. bad Photoshop. <laughs> yep. The other thing that we've like tried to, to touch on when we first tried to do this before we had somebody without who hadn't seen it before, is the fact that, like, when Karen tells essentially her side of the story, because that's what that heart-to-heart is supposed to be for the viewer, is Karen's side of the story, is this is a small fucking town. Yeah. Not only does it have an awful name based off of a Bon Jovi song. U2 song. Is it a Bon Jovi song, or is it a... It's U2. U2 song. It's U2. U2 song. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's so it's like she's and she's never left this town. So she's been carrying the weight of this for the last, you know, 17 years in this tiny ass town. So honestly, if I were her, I probably would have had the same reaction. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know if I would have been able to handle it. You know, I also love because this literally the pilot should just be called parallels because literally you have that lovely little heart to heart they have. And then it immediately cuts to. Dan and Nathan just being horrible, horrible people talking about how Lucas is so bad and how he needs to not be in Nathan's way. And it's just yeah. awful. Specifically All while Dan being a horrible weights. father. Yes. Ugh, just the worst. And that's where you get kind of the sense of, you know, how, quote unquote, abusive he is to Nathan mm-hmm. on a lot of levels. And it's just like wow, okay, he really is just that horrible, horrible human being on every front. And he even, like, says to Nathan, he wants him to discourage Lucas to play however he can. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is just lovely not. Also, poor sportsmanship. Completely. Like, I'm not a sports person, but... I'm aware of sportsmanship and the principles of sportsmanship, and that's just not it. Like, this is something he's teaching his child, and I'm like, okay, hang on. Like, first of all, sir, you are the one who made two irresponsible decisions when you were 17 years old. Not just one, two. Overall, I wish we knew more about the psychology of Dan and, like, why he is such garbage because it's not something that really ever gets explained 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like Sorry. his personality is just trash. Mm-hmm. He's and, just terrible. Yeah. And there's no but and there's like no rhyme or reason for it. No. Like, it's not like, you know, their father was awful. I mean, oh. he kind of was, and we find out more about that later. But he not awful enough to the point that Dan Dan would be this horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. So Nathan goes and follows Daddy's orders and he goes down to the river court to meet with Lucas and it goes oh so well. (laughs) Where they just literally just they cannot stand each other. And Nathan challenges Lucas to a one on one game of basketball. And they make a wager that if Lucas wins, Nathan quits the team. And if Nathan wins, Lucas doesn't join the team. Dun, dun, dun. We have the conflict. Tension. All the tension. All the conflict. But it didn't Lucas didn't agree to the one-on-one right away, did he? Yes. Like, he did? Yeah. Because there were more terms agreed yes, to. Yes, he adds. Maybe. Yes, when he... Oh, no, no, you're right. He didn't agree to the, to the one-on-one right at the beginning. Yeah. He did not. Because he still wasn't going to join the team. Yeah. 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 Because then, of course, right after that, he has another heart-to-heart conversation with Haley, which I feel like in this first episode, all Haley is there for is to show how smart Lucas is, because then he just starts rattling off what flocks of birds' names are. He's quirky. I know what a group of crows is. (laughs) Yeah. He says, well, and he does actually say to Haley, though, that he wants to show... He wants to show up Dan and Nathan for what Dan did to his mom all those years ago and wants to, you know, stick it to him for his mom for all the crap that she's gone through the last 16 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Peyton has car trouble and Lucas gets the phone call from the shop to come to go get her with the tow truck. And it's just awkward as hell. And this is where I would like to submit a uh, a segment suggestion for this brand new podcast in which I watch One, Th- One Tree Hill for the first time myself while al- also making my boyfriend watch it with me. And his only comment through the entire episode was, he's towing that car wrong. It's a rear wheel drive. He should be rolling it from the other side. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That's the best thing ever. That's. That is the commentary that I didn't know I needed. Yes. But I'm so glad that I've received. Yeah, now he I, has to watch it because we need one of those little golden nuggets for every episode. <laughs> I will let him bar with Yeah, no, that was literally we're watching my boyfriend. He's watching me take notes and then Lucas hooks the car up and he goes, He's doing it wrong. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, it's just a really awkward conversation where he just asks her really pointed questions like, why are you a cheerleader? It just, it all, it's so funny, but it does give us, you know, the lines, you know, first of all, you don't know me. Second of all, you don't know me. (laughs) So angsty. Just angst up to 11 with these two. Yeah. Yeah, but he does, I will say, he does open up to Peyton somewhat about why he quit basketball 
when he was younger because he didn't want to put his mom through seeing Dan all the time. Yep. Which, you know, super sweet and martyr on his part. <laughs> so, yep. Payton, Payton's a little you don't know me. Yes. Oh, honey. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Oh, honey. <laughs> She's just... <laughs> It's one of those things where she she just reminds me, like, I see so much of myself in Peyton and have always, like, really identified with her. And, like, but, like, watching it back now and being, like, oh, no, like, I wanted to be Brooke Davis, but I was Peyton Sawyer. Like, <laughs> that was very much, like, me in high school, the whole, like, you don't know me. Like, I thought, like there's literally <laughs> I'll have to find it because I I don't even know if I have access to it anymore because it was on my MySpace. Oh yeah. And, but there is there's a photo that a friend of mine took my freshman year of high school where I'm literally we're at like there's a playground by our house and there are you know those like those like springy rides that there are that like they have and like you little kids can sit in it. And it'll, like, move and go back and forth or whatever. There was one, and it was a blue car. And I'm literally, I'm too big for it. I'm sitting in it, my feet over the front of the thing, wearing my rainbow sandals and my Aeropostale jeans. And I've got my arms folded across my chest, and I'm looking off. And I look so disturbed and so angry. <laughs> and I'm sitting in a child's toy. <laughs> That's and the I'm best. like uh, that is Peyton Sawyer. No, I it totally is. Completely. Uh, I would like to think that somewhere Peyton Sawyer has a very similar photo <laughs> that was taken by Brooke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And the only reason I bring up Brooke is because I know that she comes in in episode two. Yeah, the travesty that Brooke Davis is not in the pilot episode is still something I'm so mad at. And it's yeah. literally a production issue. It had nothing to do with her not being in the script. Right. Because apparently she was there. They just cut all her lines because they couldn't find someone to cast her with. Ugh. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. So then we get a really quick scene where Dan's talking to Heath about Lucas. And Dan pretty much admits that he didn't want Lucas to be born, which pisses Lucas off so much. Can you imagine? Right? It's just, it's not good. But that's the catalyst that makes Lucas take Nathan's bet. And he says, but there's a condition. Ugh. And he makes the grossest bet ever. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Ugh. Yeah. So he, but he just says there's a condition. And then we cut to. So before I said that the Whitey Dan scene was my favorite scene of this episode, no, this next scene is my favorite scene in the entire episode. Because, that bitch Karen! Yes, <laughs> because we see Karen go off on Dan at his car dealership in his office, and it is the best thing on the planet. This is probably the first time that they have spoken to each other in 17 years. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, because I mean, when he walks in the office, he's visibly like surprised to see her. One and two, like it's made, it's like it's made clear earlier in this episode that at some point in their childhood, Nathan and Lucas did play rec basketball together, but Lucas quit because he didn't want his mom to have to see Dan. So 
they've, you know, obviously, like, visibly seen each other, but they probably haven't spoken in 17 years. So they're, what, supposed to be 15 in this? They're sophomores? I think they're six. They're 16. Okay, yeah, so they're, like, a year older than I am. I was, I was a freshman in 2003. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, the whole stigma of a 17-year-old mother, you know, in the 80s and 90s? I mean, that's yeah. rough. That's rough. Yeah. A single, unwed, pregnant teenager in the South. Yep. What can go wrong? Correct. So then we get a really weird scene that I don't know why they put it in there, but it's so bizarre of where pretty much it's just Dan and Nathan talking after Nathan gets out of the shower. The nipple nipple ring, the fact that Dan knows about this crazy bet and they talk about it and Nathan pretty much says, I'm doing it for me, not for you. I don't care, whatever. And then some girl walks out of the shower after Nathan and it's just hilarious and weird. And I'm like, what is going on? Is it Peyton? Yeah. It is Peyton, because she says, hi, Mr. Scott. Yeah, again, it's another where are your parents thing, but... Well, but their parents are right there. His parent is right there, and literally, quote, he says, he flicks the nipple ring, like, boop, boop, gives it a little flick, and says, if I'd have wanted a daughter, I would have adopted one. Uh, I I hated it. I hated it. Oh, my God. The gender shit in this television show is so rough. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's so 2003. So, so 2003. He cares more about the nipple ring and what it says about his son's sexuality than it does, and gender uh, expression, than he does about the naked woman that just walked out. The naked the- 16-year-old. The naked 16-year-old that was just in the shower with her son. Like. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anywho. There it is. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. And then we go back to the wholesome family values at Karen's Cafe with Keith and Karen now talking for the first time about this situation and Lucas joining the team and all that good stuff. And also then Lucas and Haley talking on the roof of the cafe, which they've turned into a mini golf course, complete with Christmas lights and a whole bunch of props. And it's adorable. And this is where I identified so hard with Haley that it hurt my soul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Just the consummate, like, the best friend, the, like, let's hang Christmas lights on it and make everything better. Let's mini golf. And, yeah, just love her. Yeah. I also love the fact that, like, they, we know for a fact that, like, to make that mini golf course, they had to drill holes in the roof. And it cracks me up. I'm like, they drilled holes in the roof (laughs) to make a mini golf course. How that roof doesn't leak, I don't know. Yeah, so it's adorable. And then we come to almost towards the end where it's Nathan talking to Peyton and Tim about the bet and all this stuff. And she's going, why do you want to do this? Why, why, why? What does he get if he wins? And Nathan tells her that if Lucas wins, he gets Peyton. And she looks so dumbfounded, and uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, he's the worst. He's so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, we then go to the river court, and it's just, it's a bunch of basketball montage. And all I could say with it is that the extras in this scene are so 
bad. Like one girl almost literally gets hit by the car because she doesn't know to move out of the way of the car <laughs> when it drives onto the court. <laughs> I literally saw uh, that. Her friend literally pulled her by her shirt to get out of the way of the car. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? There's so many almost vehicular manslaughters in this. Yep. Parallels <laughs> and vehicular manslaughters. That should have been the title of the pilot episode. <laughs> Completely. Uh, but yeah, so... The game happens. It's, of course, very, very close. There's a lot of basketball montage that happens. But then Nathan, you know, being the consummate gentleman that he is, ha, 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 elbows Lucas in the face, in the nose, no less. And everyone acts so shocked and so surprised that he would do that. And was I the only one who was not surprised whatsoever by that move? No. Of course. (laughs) yeah it's just bad but then lucas you know being the good guy that he is lets that point count and says we're let's keep going we're fine let's go let's go let's go you're not gonna score again exactly (laughs) and lucas ties it up and before he sinks the last basket he says this one's for my mom i gagged i'm sorry (laughs) ew you know, and he, of course, Lucas wins, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's very happy. Most Some people are not very happy, a la Nathan's side of the, you know, school. Mm-hmm. Lucas's people are very happy. And Peyton asks him. Minkus can't believe said. it. Minkus can't. He's going crazy. Mouth is on cloud nine, and it is the <laughs> funniest thing ever. Because he actually has an audience for his commentary, and it's the best. <laughs> It's the absolute best. Um, but Peyton asks Lucas what he won with the bet if he won the game. And Lucas told her that he said that if he won, Nathan had to stay on the team because that's the last thing he wanted to do, which I think is hilarious. And then, of course, there's a lovely little voiceover quoting Julius Caesar, of course. <laughs> and it ends. the episode ends with Lucas walking in to the gym for the first time as a Tree Hill Raven joining the team and everyone just stares at him and the episode is done. Oh, cut to black. Cut to black. The pilot is done. So what did we think? Yes, what were your overall thoughts for the first episode? Yes, as a first time viewer, (laughs) what did you think of this pilot episode, Jesse? Um, I wrote down, I, my exact note was, I said oof more during this episode than I think I ever have in my life. Um, no, I, I get why I didn't watch it when I was in high school, though. I get why I didn't watch it. It was, too, it was so much sports. It was so much, uh, I get it, uh, why this didn't draw me in. Um, it was all. It was a pilot. It was a decent pilot. It set up all the characters pretty well, I think. I'm interested in this weird little town named after a U2 song. You know, like, yeah, let, let me at the basketball drama, you know? As the series progresses, it does become less about basketball. Yeah. Like, basketball mm-hmm. is a vehicle in that it is the only hobby that anybody in this town has point yeah 
no I and other things do come up and things like that but it's yeah there's yeah. other stuff that happens that you know i find more appealing than basketball mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah. know what, what about what about you two you you've seen this a million times it's like <laughs> i mean i the pilot for me is not my favorite thing on the in the world yeah um but I get that it was ne- it's necessary to move things forward. And it reminded me of how good the season of this show is. Mm-hmm. Because as a seasoned viewer of it, I'll say that, other seasons are my favorite. Yeah. But I <laughs> almost forgot how good season one actually is when I started rewatching it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I agree. My final thoughts on the first episode are that it was, you know, I think for me re-watching the pilot again after having been so long, I was very much like, okay, I, I remember why I liked this show in high school. Like, <laughs> I remember why it appealed to me. Like, I was immediately drawn in. I couldn't, I, I couldn't have given two shits about the sports. Still don't. But, like, it definitely had the classic WBCW appeal. Mm-hmm. And they also, I feel like, did a very good job with the casting in that, like, it wasn't Chad Michael Murray's first thing. Right. And Brody, you probably know this better than I do, but did Cinderella Story come out before One Tree Hill? Well, he was in Gilmore Girls. Yes, mm-hmm. he was he in was Gilmore Girls first. I totally forgot he was in Gilmore Girls. Oh my god, his, how did I forget his, that? And then his two movies that I I know him from are Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. He was he was stoner boyfriend dude, and then he was in Cinderella Story. Yeah, so and that's Freaky Friday and Cinderella Story happened in two thousand three and two thousand four. So, so he probably filmed those around the same time that he yeah. probably between the time when he got the pilot for One Tree Hill. And then film yeah. the rest of it is probably when he got those two films. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I like, like, well, and again, just like with the casting, like thinking about, because he was the, like, he was always going to be the leading man. And I don't, I'm sure you know this, Brody, but um, and it's, it's not a spoiler, but when he originally, he had enough star power already that when he went, he was supposed to audition to be Nathan. Mm-hmm. And he went in and told them, no, I want to read for Lucas. And was able to do that. So he already had a little bit of, like, power behind him. Because wasn't he on Dawson's Creek for a little bit at the very end? Or am I, like, imagining that? We'll just look it up here. No, he was. He was. Because he literally... That's the thing, too, that also happened with the WB. Like, if you were on the WB once... You were on the WB for a for life. Ton of other They're shows very, ago. very good at reducing. So, he literally was on Gilmore Girls in the first two seasons, and then he was he had a recurring role on Dawson's Creek in the last season. There we go. So that was it. So he was already like in bed, so to speak, with the WB. Probably when they were being pitched to Gilmore Girls or not Gilmore Girls, One Tree Hill. Yeah, and. So, like, he, like, this show was always in some way. So the way WB execs were already like, we already know what he, how good he is. Whatever yes. he wants, let him do it. So. He is so handsome. He is. 
Ah, he has <laughs> aged so well. For, Sorry. No, it's all right. For the audio listeners, Jesse just pulled up a photo of current Chad Michael Murray, and he's still oh. just as beautiful now as he was in 2003. It's yeah. literally his IMDb cover, his profile picture. Like, <laughs> oh, Sorry. Anyway, so my final thoughts, I still love the show. I think that, like, now watching it as as an adult, and as we continue to go through the series, I am going to continue my my tangent of where are their parents. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a theme. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's going to be a recurring theme of this podcast, is me saying, where are your parents? Um... (laughs) Just like like quotes from boyfriend. Yes, quotes from oh. boyfriend. Where are the parents? We're we're coming up with segments as yeah, we go. It's great. Perfect. <laughs> um, but no, I love the show. It's still it makes me just as happy as it did when I was fifteen years old, and I'm excited to be on this journey with you guys. And especially especially now that we have somebody who's never seen it before. Right. And I think that that is going to make all the difference in my commentary and especially my commentary because i'm like it's already happened like at least twice where i've been like but we'll talk about that later like (laughs) i've already said that at least twice and had to be very careful about what i'm saying so (laughs) thank you for (laughs) keeping me on track you know i'm glad to peek out under this rock that i've been living under for 20 years and uh just to help you out as much as i can yeah no i'm i'm happy i'm happy you're here anyway guys that's gonna do it for us don't forget to uh rate the podcast and subscribe to us and follow us on our social media on instagram and twitter it's on wednesday's pod or send us an email if you have a question or anything like that on wednesday's pod at gmail.com And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.